0: C'était toi, noble empereur, qui m'avait nommé gouverneur. De Louisbourg, ville admirable, qu'on croyait en sûreté. On la croyait imprenable, mais elle n'a sur résister. Episode 4, Montreal. Our connection to Montreal, Quebec goes deeper than just the Highlander refugees, Donald and Catherine Grant. Although Donald and Catherine couldn't know it at the time of their marriage in Montreal, One of their future children would be linked in their lifetime with a descendant of the first French settlers who lived across the river from Montreal. What exactly is a French-speaking territory called Quebec doing in the middle of a British Commonwealth country called Canada? Originally, Montreal and all of the land surrounding it was claimed by France and was known as New France. That changed as a result of the Seven Years' War when Britain defeated France in 1763. France formally conceded, giving its land, now known as Quebec, to the British. But why did Britain allow Quebec to keep its French language and customs? It would be like if the United States had allowed Texas to remain Mexican in its language, culture and land laws. The British tried to change the French in Quebec with the Royal Proclamation in 1763. But the French were Catholic and the British were Protestants. The French didn't want to become like the British. They wanted to keep their language and culture. There were more French living in Quebec than British and the numbers overruled what the British wanted. The French had more power and the proclamation failed. So Britain had to find a way to make the French loyal to Britain. That's why the Quebec Act of 1774 was written. It allowed the French Canadians to hold on to their identity and to also hold jobs in the government. It let them practice their own French form of law. It gave power to the Catholic Church, and it allowed the French Canadian system for land ownership. As much as the French Canadians loved the Quebec Act of 1774, the Americans hated it, because it said no settlements could move into the Ohio River region. Americans said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. As a matter of fact, the Quebec Act was one of the sparks that ignited the Revolutionary War, even if it did create a perpetual French Quebec. The French first settled around Montreal in 1642. A group of Jesuit missionaries settled there, and across the river, they established a mission that was called La Prairie de la Magdalene. It was here in 1788 that a French Canadian was born who would one day come into the life of Donald and Catherine MacDonald. His name was Pierre. Such a perfect French name. Pierre Poupart. The surname means puppet, doll, or sometimes coward. No man ever wants to be called a coward, and maybe that's why Pierre's name changed over the years to Pierre Poupart de la Fleur. Diet names were ones that soldiers used, much like nicknames. The name Lafleur was the most common of deet names and meant also known as the flower. Although not the most masculine of nicknames, it's certainly better than being called a coward. And sometimes deet names were supposed to be ironic or the opposite of their meaning. It's very possible that Pierre might have been known for his bravery and strength. Whatever the reason, he would later change his name to Pierre Lafleur. Pierre's French-Canadian lineage dated back 100 years, when his second great-grandfather, who he was named after, left Paris, where he was born, and traveled to New France in 1670, to begin an expedition with two explorers who set out to claim the Great Lakes for France. It was a difficult journey, but they were successful. The Great Lakes now belonged to France. The first pierre was a voyager. These were men who operated the canoes and bateaux, boats, for explorers and fur traders along the St. Lawrence River and all the other interior rivers. They were a sturdy, colourful group of men, never the tallest, but built solid and broad-shouldered. Known for their endurance, skillful not only in the water, but when on land carrying hundreds of pounds of goods and their canoes at the same time. That first Pierre settled in the village of La Prairie, that only had 20 families living there. He must have liked it, because he married and stayed in that village until he was killed by the Iroquois in 1699. All of his descendants from the next four generations were born and raised there, a hundred years of the Poupart family. There's a saying in Canada that if you have French Canadian blood, you can trace your roots all the way back to one of 800 women who were first sent from France to Montreal in order to populate the territory. From 1663 to 1673, 800 women most of them poor and needing financial assistance, were sent to be brides of the men in New France. You can look up the names on a list of the women who were called the king's daughters, or, and pardon my French accent, because I don't have one, les filles du Roy. And if you want the correct pronunciation, ask Dad. You will find one of Pierre Poupart de La Fleur's third great-grandmother's name, Marguerite de Chez, as one of those 800 women. Born in Normandy, France, she was sent over to Montreal in 1646 to choose a husband, because that was the custom of the king's daughters. The women chose, not the men. If you go up to the rooftop bar at our hotel tonight, you can look across the St. Lawrence River, and you can see where those generations of the Poupart lineage lived. From your 10th great-grandparents to your 6th great-grandfather, Pierre Poupart de la Fleur. Our roots here indeed go deep.